Welcome to A Fresh Take, where we look at timely and timeless issues through the lens of biblical truth. I'm your host, Mark Pennell, joined each week by Pastor Paul Sartorelli of Trinity Church in Metro, Ohio. This is our chance to take a look at important biblical, cultural, and contemporary topics that resonate for all listeners. Thanks for joining us today. If you're listening to us, I'm looking into the camera. If you're watching us, you know that already. I'm Mark Pennell, along with Paul Sartorelli, the <laughs> lead pastor here at Trinity of Mentor. The reason I bring that up is we have a lot more listeners than we do viewers. Yes. And I think that's, I didn't realize that that's sort of the nature of podcasting. And then when I think about it, that's what I do. Hmm? You know, whether I'm listening, I listen to all kinds of podcasts. We're much better than all of them, yeah. actually. Um, but when I listen to podcasts, I'm working out. So I've got my earbuds in and I'm either on an elliptical machine or running the track or doing something, but I rarely watch. So yes, most of our people are listeners, not I'm, watchers. I'm glad because as I've always said, I have the perfect face for radio. It's just <laughs> not there. Anyway, so uh, I got to tell you a little story. When I was a kid, uh, God bless my dad. He, he tried sometimes. He was one messed up guy. And there was one moment in our lives. I remember... Fairly, you know, you get those little snapshots in your life. And I remember this in particular. He he tried to get us to observe the Sabbath. Oh, and so we I remember one time very vaguely going to church as a family. Okay. Our, you know, I'm wearing my little tie-in sport coat or whatever it is. And so we go to <laughs> we go to the St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Upper okay. Arlington. So then we come home and it was a day of rest. We weren't allowed to watch television. Uh, we weren't allowed so to So he anything. went in full bore. Oh, he sure did. And I remember reading the comics over and over again in the Columbus Dispatch. It was not an enjoyable moment, shall we say. <laughs> my memory, of, it, was, it was trying to get strict here on, well, there must be something wrong with my life. So I'm going to go back to the basics. Let's do this. And it was just. How long did it last? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm guessing probably two weeks. Okay. Well. <laughs> no idea. It was that way. But the reason I bring that up is because today we're going to talk about the Sabbath. And it's going to be interesting to me because it proves that God is kind. Mm. He's, he's kind. And yet what you experienced with your dad didn't feel like kindness. That's exactly right. You know, the first three are don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Then on the fourth, he says, ah, do this and enjoy it yeah. and reflect on me. It's good. It brings us joy if we do it right. Yes. That's the cool I mean, Can I read it? Mm -hmm. You shall remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. It's really straightforward. You shall remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Mm, it's a day. The word Shabbat has to do with rest, has to do with seventh. And uh, so go further on kindness now. Why is this? Why does this make you think of God's kindness? It's really wonderful when you think about it. He's telling us, well, no matter what's going on in your life, you're working hard. As I was saying before we turn on the camera, you're in this office and you got the inbox. Do they even exist anymore? The inbox, the outbox, things you're supposed to do to, that, you know, have to be done now than the, the ones that are finished. They're more on your computer now. But yeah. Okay. But let's say that your, your computer has a whole lot of things you have to do and you're just going through and over and over and over. God is saying, don't worry about that. Mm. That stuff will be there Monday. You can tackle it then. Yeah. Just spend some time. Take a break. And if you yeah, if you want to know me, spend the time, you know, as we've talked about, be still and know that I am God. Yes. Just 
relax. And there's a joy that can come from that. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. It is a wonderful thing. It, it really is. I think we take it wrong. Mm-hmm. For one thing, we talk about God making the world in six days and then resting on the seventh. He was really tired. He was. And he took a long vacation after that. <laughs> now, that's the point. He didn't take a long vacation. A lot of people that I've talked to, I don't know what this philosophy is called. There's probably a name for it. Think that, that God was like the uh, Swiss timekeeper. And he had this. Um, by the way, I've got this watch. It's a wonderful watch my grandfather. Mm. And I thought I'd have some fun today and wear my grand, great-grandfather's watch. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is they, he wound it up. Yes. Okay. And then just sat back and Let watched go. the world go. I'm not going to touch this. I just want to watch how things are going. Mm-hmm. That's called deism. And it's cruel. Yes. You know who the most famous deist historically probably yeah. was? Thomas Jefferson. He, he, was a, he was a deist. God made the world, wound it up, and then just stood back and let it That sounds cruel to me. Yeah. That sounds, that almost sounds, sounds worse than if there were no God at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are elements of that. I mean, he was a really good delegator. So mm-hmm. he delegates everything to the law of gravity and the law of this. But what you are saying is God created in six days and then, in a sense, continued. I won't say to continue to create, although he is creating new life all the time. Um, his providence is still in total control mm-hmm. of everything that he created. And we are, too. I think he's working darn hard no, today. Yeah. Um, what exactly is the Sabbath? Well, the Sabbath, again, it comes from the Hebrew word Shabbat, and it is, if literally, it's Saturday. Uh, On the normal calendar, that's why we've changed it a little bit, but if you look at your calendar, it starts on Sunday. Sunday is day one. Mm. So Sunday through Friday are six days. Mm. You shall work in six days. And then on the seventh day, you shall rest. And so that's Sabbath. Sabbath is, is that day with which you don't do what you were doing for those six days. And you do do on the seventh day, you rest and you reflect and you worship. That's the way it was intended to do. Mm-hmm. And yet, as you and I were talking, and we'll talk a lot about the benefit of it. By the way, if you don't rest on the Sabbath, if you are working, working, working seven days a week all the time, and boy, it's so easy to do in this day of technology mm-hmm. where you bring your office home with you. It's you open up your COVID, laptop yeah. and away you go. You've yeah. got your phone. If that's you, uh, Mark and I even just prayed for you that this show would be a challenge to you to take a break that yeah. God, as you said, God in his kindness has given us a break. Yeah. Now I've been to Israel. Let's talk about this Pharisees for a minute. All right, I've been to Israel and know that boy, they take it really, really seriously. They take it to the letter of the law so that if you're in a, in a hotel on Saturday on Shabbat, the revolving door of the hotel will be working for you. You're not supposed to push the door because that's work. The Shabbat elevator, 20 stories in your hotel, the Shabbat elevator is going to stop at every floor because you're not supposed to work to push the button of the seventh floor that you're on. My goodness. There's a heritage to that, isn't there? And there's a weight to it. As I I was studying it, you know... I was looking at, by the way, did you know, I'm going off track as I always do. Did you know that they really didn't start celebrating it until the fourth century on Sundays? 
that it was Saturdays that they had that they, they kind of fiddled around with it, but it finally was got into Sunday as the day of rest for for Christians until the fourth century. Am I right, wrong about that? You are right, and so there's some debate again to, to chase that rabbit trail down a little bit. Um, is Sunday our Sabbath? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Sunday is Resurrection yeah. Day, which is why we switched that to our worship day, uh, yeah. because that's the day of Jesus rose on the first day of the week. Remember, early Christians were Jewish also. Right. And so they had this sort of this confusion between observing Saturday, Shabbat, mm-hmm. and then observing Lord's Day, uh, Resurrection Day. And so they had those two days, and they weren't sure which. When the church became more and more Gentile, Saturday didn't mean a whole lot to them, so they pointed to the Resurrection Day. Mm-hmm. And that's why fourth century or whenever is why Sunday now becomes our day of worship. We can get into it later as to whether that's our Sabbath day or not. For me, I work like crazy on Sunday, so (laughs) I got to figure out another day to rest. And of course, being a pastor, that's the only day of the week you you work. It is. So Monday through Saturday, I rest. (laughs) 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 Oh, if it were only so. You you said some interesting things. So let's go back to the history of Sabbath observing and even the way the Pharisees did and even their conflict with Jesus a little bit. I, I found this fascinating. So he does it six times. He heals uh, like four times or something. And then there's the grain, uh, the issue, you know, with the, uh, Sunday. His disciples are actually picking grain from the field, Ooh. and they're actually pulling things away from it. And freaked out the Pharisees, you guys are working. Mm-mm. And who else did he heal? Go go through okay. it. I thought that was very interesting. Okay. Uh, let's see. He healed a man who had a withered hand. Mm-hmm. He healed a crippled woman, a man with dropsy, Okay, a man Oh, at the pool of, how do you say it? Bethsaida. Bethsaida, whatever. And also healed a person who was blind. That's six times. And it's fascinating. He did this on, you know, Jesus never did anything by accident. No, right, you know, right. gee, I didn't think about that. He deliberately was pointing out something to them. What I found fascinating was, and it kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning, they were such a buzzkill. These people were saying, no, you can't do this and do that. And God was saying, no, you can't be like that. Yeah. You have to celebrate the seventh day. Yes. They missed the kindness that you mentioned. Exactly. They, they wanted to turn everything into a heavy God, That to be followers of God. You just carried a lot of weight. Mm. If you follow him as a believer... That weight is lifted. Yes. And I think that's one of the greatest examples is, is, the, is the fourth commandment. Yeah, you're right. Jesus, Jesus went out of his way, in a sense, to point out what you just said. And I think what he said is so interesting. When he looked at the Pharisees and he said, look at this. Man was not made for the Sabbath. Sabbath was made for man. This is for your benefit. This is because God is kind. God wants to bless you. But instead, we turn the Sabbath into this, well, into this idol that we have to bow down to. You know, your dad on Sunday, you had to only read the comics and you weren't allowed to do anything. You know, be careful of that. This is a gift from God to us. Right. And religion, like you said, the buzzkill of religion is going to ruin it and every other gift God wants to give to us to enhance not only our lives, but our relationship with him. What did Paul say about the Sabbath? Can you, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you're smart enough to get through this kind of stuff. That's why you sit there. What did he say about the Sabbath? Boy, now you got my mind turning. 
I don't remember anything specifically that he says. I can remember in the book of Colossians where he gets on their case, or at least he, he talks about be careful of separating one day as opposed to another day, of making holy days okay. where one day is more sacred than another. Okay. And again, he's writing to a, to a Gentile society, right. and so he's cautioning them about making one day more special than another day because all days are a gift to the Lord for us. But he doesn't specifically talk about the Sabbath as far as I can remember. He says it in Romans as well, now that I think about it. Something just dawned on me, and this is a little off topic, but you know what's interesting? I've always thought that to some extent, I wish I had been a Jew before I'd been a Christian because I I would understand, like as I'm reading a commentary on the book of Matthew, who he was talking to Jews. Mm -hmm. And the Jews understood much more about prophecy by knowing Christ. It it is beautiful. But there's another point that I never thought of before. Think how refreshing it was for Gentiles who had nothing nothing to to lean on. And also at the same time, wouldn't it have been just so strange to hear these new rules like rest on Sunday? Yeah. Or the you know, Sabbath? Especially when you are driven by external laws. Maybe a, maybe you're a, a servant and your your Lord is mm. telling you to work, 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 and all of a sudden here comes a new law that says one day in seven, you gotta take a break. And it's like, whoa. And, and, but in, not unlike our culture today, where okay, we have the weekend, right. which I think the American trade unions created the the weekend, I, I which right. I hope you take your weekend. Uh, however, don't confuse that with Sabbath. Sabbath is different. Sabbath is one day in seven where you don't work, where you rest. Okay. Weekend is you can do all kinds of things. One of, one of my favorite writers is, is Eugene Peterson. If you ever never read anything by Peterson, look him up and uh, give him a read. He's a wonderful. He passed away a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. He wrote a book called The Pastor, which I love. And he talks about different um, habits that, that people in ministry ought to take, that everyone should take. Oh. He talks about Sabbath in American culture, and he calls the day off the bastard Sabbath. Wolf. <laughs> and his point is, because it's illegitimate. Our day off... Maybe we don't go into the office, but we do all kinds of other things. We work and we we don't worship right. and we open our computers and we do all kinds of things. Right. We don't rest at all. No, yard work. I've yes. got to catch up on the painting. I've got to do this and that. And, right. Yes. And so to me, that's the balance between the Pharisees saying you cannot do anything, even push the button on the elevator, to doing everything and still calling that a day off. Sabbath is meant to be different than both of those things. So what are we supposed to do? I mean, honestly, uh, sit and read the comics all day? What? I've got four R's. Can okay. I give you those? You bet. Let, let this be a little bit of our instruction time. The first R is rest. I mean, clearly, take a break. Mm. One day in seven. Okay. Take a break from, from what you normally do. Um, if, you, or if you're a student, take one day in seven 
and don't don't study if you if you go into the office i mean i think in some ways a weekend is is disruptive in the sense that we work five and don't go in two but we open our computer those other two right. days more than ever take a break one and seven you again you said it god is kind and he's given us this opportunity to take a break we need it you need it bjorn borg was one of my favorite tennis players remember that guy and he's a ten- paul's a tennis player um swedish one Wimbledon. Paul's not Swedish. No, I'm not. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you heard I it. do love meatballs, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> my tennis uh, racket is strung probably at about 60 pounds. Wow. That's, okay. Which is average. Okay. Borg used to string his between 85 and 90 pounds. Wow. That was just the style of his game. Um, supposedly in his home, you, if you'd be sitting in his home on an, every now and then, you would hear the tennis rackets in the back room and you'd hear ping, <laughs> ping. They just, the, the strings would just break because they were strung so tightly. Here's my point. If you don't take a Sabbath, if you don't take a break one day in seven, you're going to be strung so tightly that we're going to hear you in the back room every now and then. Bing, yeah. bing. You, God is kind. I love your phrase there. To take a break yeah. one day in seven. So our word number one is rest. Okay. You need it. Yeah. You need it. Ugh. Our word number two. And you said it when we were uh, practicing for this show. Rhythm. Yeah. Your body needs a rhythm. You know, you eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. You sleep from 10 o'clock to 6 a.m. or whatever. Our bodies need a rhythm. And I think we need the rhythm of work six, rest one. Work six, rest one. Um, Part of the rhythm, I think, is uh, taking a vacation. Mm. I hope you take vacations with your family. You need that rhythm. Our kids have a rhythm. You go to school in September and go all the way through May. And then you get the summer off. That's a good rhythm. Uh, And God gave us that rhythm the mm. seasons of our life it even includes the seven days a week of our life mm. rhythm rhythm and if, and if if you get into that rhythm then you can plan on that day so that a lot of things you wanted to plan during the week can get done so that you can rest if that makes sense it makes total sense you know sue has said to me more in the past than now because i think i'm a little slower in my life but when i was the hard charging you know mega church important pastor yes. i would work like crazy and she would say, but I was pretty faithful. Monday was our Sabbath then. Okay. And Sue used to say, I can get through anything of your crazy work schedule Tuesday through Sunday if I know I've got Monday at the end of the week. Okay. And that was her light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. It was that promise, that rhythm that we really took. Good. You got another R? Yeah. Rest, rhythm. Um, this one's really important. Reflect. Oh, wow. That's true. Um to get the most out of your day of rest. Think about it. God, you mentioned it. God worked six, rested one. And what did he do? He reflected. And he. what did he say? And he saw that it was good. Good. That's right. So he looked at his creation. And he said, 
I'm pretty good. <laughs> we should too. Yeah. Um, so I think it's during our Sabbath, our resting, that we evaluate our work. Maybe we evaluate our marriage. We evaluate our health. Oh, yeah, it's it's a time to reflect. And so if you're thinking of changing jobs, maybe, but use your Sabbath time to reflect on what is it that you ought to be doing? Yeah. Um, how should you change the way you relate to your spouse or those kind of things? Reflecting is really important as part of which, Sabbath. Which can lead to blessing. You, you recognize how blessed you are. And you said, I'm pretty good. You can feel that way too. You can, you can look back and reflect on the last week and go, you know what? Yes. It was, you know, God gave you these gifts to do whatever job you're doing. And if you have some sense of passion, I, I'm, I'm so sorry if you don't enjoy your job. I'm, I'm with you. But a lot of us do it because we love it. And, mm-hmm. and that passion we have from the gifts that we were given Sometimes it's okay to just reflect back and go, thank you. I did, I, yeah, I did real well this week because yeah. of you. Yeah. Re- reflection is really important. So, again, th- that goes away from a little bit of the Pharisaic way of you can't do anything on the Sabbath but sit on the couch <laughs> and drink your Manischewitz wine. Okay. <laughs> no, the Sabbath might be a good time to read a book. Uh, read a book that challenges your mind, that read a book that causes you to reflect, study your Bible. Yeah. So reflection is really important. So rest, rhythm, reflect. Fourth one, I think it's a time to rely on God. Oh. Because the Lord would even say in the repeating of the Sabbath command, um, he would even say, again, he's talking to an agrarian society. He would say, even during harvest season, you must work six rest one. So I am relying on God, even during my busiest season, to work really, really hard, six, but I'm going to rest one. So the crops are still out there on day seven. Give it a break. It's still harvest season. Give it a break. The pagan will work all seven days to try to get it done, but you're relying on the Lord. You just work six, and God will enable you to get it done in six days what it would have taken you seven. I tell it to college students, even during exam week, work six, study six, rest the one. CPAs during tax time, work six, rest the one. And what part of what it does is, you had mentioned this word earlier, it takes the worry away. Mm-hmm. I'm so worried. I got to get it done. I got to get it done. It's, it's, it's a harvest season. I got to get it done. No, I'm relying on the Lord. Yeah. This is his work. Yeah. And I'm just doing it for him. Just thought about it for a second. Think if you didn't have a day off, which... A lot of people don't think of it as, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. so there's no motivation. There's nothing at the end of a reward. There's nothing at the the end of the week for uh, to to reward yourself. Yes, it's it's nonstop. T.S. Eliot said something interesting in one of his poems. He said in all the, the franticness of our lives, he said, where is the life in our living? Mm. Where, tell me about your life. I don't have time. I'm just living it. <laughs> Slow down. And you'll be able to get a sense of your life. I think it's an important thing to remember. I'm going to do a little sales job here for you, if you don't mind. Um, you know, we never ask for money. So that's that's not the, what I'm leading to. What Are I you am going to ask now? Yes. Lots of it. No. Yes. Um, no, what I'm asking, if it's possible, um, what's the website here? TrinityMentor.com. Dot com. Simple as that. If you get a chance... Type it in and find out about silent retreats. 
Because in my opinion, that is one of the greatest examples of that rest day, that Sabbath. Take it off. Mm-hmm. Silent retreats for me, one of the greatest things I've discovered from knowing you was you, you introduced me to silent retreats. And we talked about this before. But that, in a way, is a couple of days that could be a, a it's this, Sabbath. This rest, Sabbath. indeed. And the time of reflection, the time of, you know, sometimes feeling a little bit of the weight of what you've done wrong, that's okay to, hopefully you do, so you can lay at his feet and just kind of start afresh mm-hmm. and go on with the new day. And to do it in silence is so much. It's so important. As a matter of fact, you have a little book. The reason I bring this yeah. up is there's a little book I'd like you to, you know, it's Be Still and Know I'm God. It's Ask a wonderful for book. it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it costs a few bucks. I forget what it costs to print, but it's basically a workbook on silent retreat, and it walks you through the entire retreat. It's um, upward, inward, outward. It's a it's it's a really important guide. That's what it is. It's a retreat guide. If you're interested in that, let us know. We'll we'll send you one. And if you if you call now, uh, we'll send you a little Jesus. You can plaster to the dashboard of your car. Indeed. Yeah. The bobblehead is wonderful. So if you if you have a Jeep and you go four four wheeling, the bobblehead stays on. It's the miracle of Jesus. It's yours for the asking. Speaking of Jesus, let's okay. Let's do two things as we start winding this up. I want you to really consider your life. Where is your life in the living? If you are such on the treadmill, on the computer all the time, consider God's command of the Sabbath. You shall remember the seventh, the seventh. I said that on purpose. You shall remember the seventh and keep it holy, meaning God has given you six days to get your work done. You got to take one of those days, keep it holy. Holy means separate. Separate that from the other six days. So that's the first thing. Please consider it for your own benefit. As Mark said, God was so kind to give us that. The other thing, and let's talk about this just as we wind things up. The writer of the book of Hebrews has this beautiful phrase. He calls Jesus our Sabbath rest. And I think it's a beautiful spiritual picture of what true salvation in Christ really is. It's a rest. Yeah. I think that pretty much says it, doesn't it? Well, think about how hard we work to try to please God yeah. in our humanity. Christ did it all. Yeah. You can't please him by working hard. It pleases him when you put your faith in him and him alone and find your eternal rest, your spiritual rest in Christ. He is our Sabbath rest. So there it is, the the, the fourth commandment. And I go back to... Uh, proving that he is kind, that God is kind. He is. Thank you for watching slash listening. Thank you for joining us today for A Fresh Take. Your support means so much to us as we get this podcast off the ground. So if you enjoyed today's episode, would you please consider leaving a review to help us get the word out to more listeners? You can also subscribe to A Fresh Take right now and guarantee that you will never miss a new episode. The video version of this podcast is available on the Trinity Menor YouTube channel or by visiting trinitymenor.com slash learn and grow, where you can also catch up on past episodes of Pastor Paul's video series, Take 5, or read back through his blog, To The Point. A Fresh Take is hosted by Mark Pennell alongside Pastor Paul Sartorelli and is a ministry of Trinity Church in Menor, Ohio. Our musical selections are provided courtesy of Michael Burrett from the Eastman School of Music. Visit trinitymenor.com for more information about Trinity and its ministries. Thank you for listening today. We'll see you next time.